Welcome to Inspired Incompetence, the only podcast recommended by dentists and their patients. How's everybody doing? Oh, I'm making it through. That's cool. So we are, we're four episodes now, starting off not in the middle of or about to start a combat. Yeah, you feeling mm. all right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I, I feel like it's me. Maybe you're changing. You're, you actually do have a heart. You think on our Christmas episode, it'll grow to three times its normal size? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, you guys just uh, destroyed this festering spirit, and now you're you're in this uh, you're in this hallway, just on the precipice of this intersection, that's got this weird, glowing green gemstone, the swirling black mist, seemingly visible from within, and it's just sitting there in the silence. What do you guys do? I want to shoot it. Yeah. Well, you know what I want to do. Well, uh, oh, yeah, I know what you want to do. Well, Rogar, are you shooting it? I want to shoot it, but I want to see what other people are doing first. Oh, okay. My first instinct is to destroy this shit, because it's all, as far as Rogar is concerned, this is all undead bullshit that needs to go. So you are detecting a magical aura centered on the green gemstone. Give me a spellcraft check. I got a 19 on the spellcraft. You really can't begin to comprehend what magic this thing uh, is capable of. And uh, there's actually a secondary aura kind of in the same spot. So give me another spellcraft check. Like the pedestal potentially? Um, Maybe. Oh, terrible. Terrible. Natural one. Yeah, you're, there's there's a couple things going on uh, right in that spot. You're not really sure when, what to make of any of it. When you kind of gave, like, the flavor text last episode for the gem, you said there was, like, this swirling black smoke contained within it. Yeah. Did that smoke kind of look at all like the uh, yellow smoke that encompassed uh, Rostler's coffer? It's hard to tell. Uh, give me a... Give me a perception check. I got a 17 on the perception check. Yeah, it's 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 kind of hard to tell. I mean, it is it maybe if it was the color yellow, it would kind of look like it, but as it is, you you're not really you're not looking at it and going like that's just like the 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 yellow fog outside of town. It's we just going to have to go with the old uh touch it and see what happens method. Okay, so Uhtred, you uh, you reach out to touch it. And right, right before I touch it, though, uh, just well, it's like wait a tick, in case anybody wants to try anything before I go ahead and touch this scary thing. Like I said, Rogar's ready to shoot it, but I'm not going to shoot it while you're trying to touch well, it. Well, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't expect that. All right, I touch it. All right, you reach out to touch it, and about a foot. Uh, bef- uh, before you get to the gem, uh, your hand meets like an invisible wall of force. You're unable to touch it. Oh, that was lucky. So now we have to do a gem heist. <laughs> so it would seem. Oh, would would Uhtred think maybe that was what was presenting as the other aura? Uh, you could pro you could make an educated guess that that is likely the other aura. Interesting. There seems to be uh, some kind of magical barrier protecting this gem. It must be 
quite important, whatever it is. Well, well, that, that kind of kills whatever I was going to try. Should, can we destroy the pedestal? Wait, 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 wait. Maybe ectoplasm can go through it. Huh? Thalias, what do you say? I instruct him to go try and uh, touch it. Yeah. Uh, Thalias uh, reaches out to touch the gem, uh, but is met with the same uh, invisible barrier. Oh, come on, Thalias. Quit joking around and pick it up. How would an invisible magical force field work? Like, if it had a triggered bad effect, but we triggered it inside of that force field, would it just get contained or would it ignore it? Well, I guess the I question no, is... I have no idea. <laughs> why would they contain it? That's, so that's a good question, Tom. Is it is it for because it goes against their personal wants and needs? Or is it their, like, one sacred weapon, one-time use kind of thing? Well, if I cast that spell on myself, I would want to be able to cast a fireball. So I imagine it lets things out, but not let but not things in. And this thing just silently sits there and this like green energy just kind of like cloying up, almost like a lava lamp. Well, tomorrow I can roll another spellcraft check on it. Since they're like standing in this room, can we see north and south up these hallways a little more? Well, n- nobody's like looked down those hallways yet. You've just like been standing at the, like the western end of, of this uh, intersection. But yeah, if you guys... uh move around i kind of want to stab this thing the barrier yeah all right can I, can I give it a couple pokes i'm gonna i'm gonna like really just curse you and just really jam it in there yeah using your claws or uh, your dagger my dagger all right my claws are too precious i don't want them to break it uh feels... as she's doing this i don't lies whoa get the hell away from it the mad woman's attacking <laughs> sure uh, so Viperia, you uh, you give it your best stab, and it feels like stabbing a solid wall. Uh, this is boring. Let's move on. All right. So, uh, and now that you're a little farther east in this hallway, you can see that farther down east, there are a couple doors. You guys pass a couple doors on your right, coming down this hallway. Um, and then there's a couple more doors farther down on your right, on the other side of the the eastern hallway looking north you see that the the hallway ends after about 30 40 feet uh in a dead end but there's uh there are two doors one to the east and one to the west at the end of the hallways and you look south and for a brief moment you see somebody and then they walk to the to the east out of sight uh anybody see the the icon or did i move it too fast I saw I didn't it. See it. It looked kind of like Edward from Twilight. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I hope we didn't run into him. It was like a picture of like an actual person. It didn't. It didn't look like a token. It did look like a person. It, give me perception checks, really quick. Twenty for Rogier. Fourteen for Utrik. Uh, nine and thirteen for uh, Randalias. Okay, uh, Rogier. It's been a while, but you're almost positive that was Father Crow. No fucking way. No. No. Stop. Oh, goosebumps. Wait. Father Crow? What are you doing Father here? Crow? What are you talking about, Rogier? Down that hallway to the south. I could have swore I just saw Father Crow. Who's Father Crow? But I thought... 
Didn't he go back to McTana? How could he be here? You yeah. gotta go after him, right? I mean, we have to. I, we need to know what happened. How did he get here before us? Is he a friend or a bad guy? Who is this guy? At this point, I honestly couldn't tell you. Well, we need to be careful. It could be a trap. Uh, I agree, Utrid. I'm getting an eerie feeling on this, but it is Father Crow after all. Utrid's not going to, like, you know, run down the hall chasing after, but he is going to start to, like, move down the hall at, a, you know, like a brick, brisk pace. Yeah. You know, scimitar uh, and, out, hyper-vigilant of his surroundings. Yeah, and Rogar is actually going to counter to his normal thing. He's going to stay, like, floating above Vipira, like, right behind Utrid as he goes down the hallway. Okay. Okay. And Vipira is invisible currently, so... Um, uh, how about Randolph? Uh, I'm going to chat with Elias since no one actually answered me. Oh, some sort of fatherly crow. Is this a bird or a person? An enemy? Friend? I have no idea. So you guys uh, you guys move south. So you get to the end of the hallway, and uh, you look to the east, and you immediately see Father Crow standing... Stop it like 15 feet beyond the intersection. But he looks pale-skinned, slightly decayed, and undead. And to your west, you see another figure matching Father Crow's aesthetics. You see Thalias. What? What? Oh, no. no. No, 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 hold on. That's too soon. They each draw their swords... And everybody roll initiative. Oh no, we're uh, running into our dead selves. Oh no. I think this was just a red herring in the fact that it was just so happy to be the two people that disappeared on us. Ooh. It's almost like Axel's a good DM. <laughs> that can't be right. Oops. <laughs> I accidentally rolled the last Absurd. Okay, Utrid. 24. Rogiar? Rogiar with a 12. Randolph? 22. And Vipira. 17. I gotta say, I appreciate that Alex used, like, pictures of the actors that were cast as these characters. Right. And not the official portraits to right. show that they're just a little bit different. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of proud of myself for that decision, too. <laughs> okay. Uh, here we go. Up first are the undead... Thalias and Father Crow. Thalias was never that fast. There's no way it's Thalias. <laughs> <laughs> Neither was Father Crow, really. They're both going to charge. Bring Utrid. it. Bring it. Yeah. I'm ready. All right. First up is Father Crow, and he's going to swing his short sword. And that's going to be a 22. Miss. You're flat footed. Hit. <laughs> I wasn't ready. He's playing Battleship. <laughs> um, it's probably been another two minutes. So, what was your mirror images? Is what seven minutes? Yeah, I think it's so, a minute per level. I'm gonna I'm gonna say you got one minute left on that. And actually, pause real quick. Uh, knowledge, religion. Uh, Rogier got a seventeen. Twenty. Uh, Twenty-four. Uh, so you all identify that Thalias and Father Crow are juju zombies. 
Those uh, are the fast zombies, right? Uh, Juju Zombie is an animated corpse of a creature created to serve as an undead minion that retains the skills and abilities it possessed in life. Uh, they are, yeah, like a zombie is like a, like the most base form of undead. It's almost always a downgrade from what it was in life. A Juju Zombie is almost like a, almost like becoming a vampire or a zombie lord. Uh, it's a template that goes over the creature as it was in life, and it is always an improvement. Uh, so, how do you approve upon uh, perfection in Thelias? <laughs> I'm wondering. <laughs> Didn't he die? <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> it is too soon. It's much too soon. It's way too soon. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was uh, quick too. I like that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, so each of you can ask one que- one one question, <laughs> one query. That's what I was gonna say uh, about uh, the Juju Zombie template. Yeah, I'd like to know what uh, does the Juju Zombie template give any energy resistances. Um, you know that they gain fire resistance 10. Ooh, good to know, good to know. That's what I got. What about you two? Any weaknesses? You are not aware of any weaknesses, although you do know that they, that their DR is overcome by weapons that are both magic and slashing. to know, To know how much DR they have is a separate question. Right. And I would like to know one cool thing that they do. They don't gain any special abilities. Uh, you know that they retain all like weapon proficiencies, natural attacks, uh, special abilities, etc. That uh, the creature had in life. Um, I'll add that you know that they are immune to electricity. Does Thali- I know I already asked a question, but does Thalias have a shovel? No. Okay. Thalias has a long sword. What the fuck? That, that's how you know it's not him. You, t- you do remember. Well, that's what he was buried with. Thalias yeah. had a what? long sword in the graveyard. Yeah, he had a long sword, sure. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. I, th- I think we've come across our, or at least these two, the, the reanimated corpses of the original versions of us that died. Maybe. So let's go ahead with Father Crow's attack roll. Uh, he already hit, so damage. Wait, doesn't he have to do mirrors? Mirrors. Uh, you There's got two, two left. mirrors left, right? Yep. All right, so I'm going to roll a d4, ignore the four. Uhtred is a one. Okay, up next is Zombie Thalias, and he's also going to charge. Come on, natural one. Uh, okay, so that's a 24 to hit Uhtred. Uhtred's flat-footed. Uh, yeah. One last mirror. <laughs> one last mirror. D4. One and two is the mirror. Three and four. It, or one and two is Uhtred. Three and four is the mirror. Two. Uhtred finally gets hit. Yep. For ten points of damage. And the first five is non-lethal. Yes, sir. Okay, up next is Uhtred. Okay. Um, I'm going to spend an arcana point to give my scimitar the keen property. Okay. And I am going to make a caster, no, a concentration check to cast a spell defensively. Okay. 17, which is enough to do a first level spell. And I'm going to cast Frostbite. 
And I am going to deliver that touch attack through my scimitar right on Thelias' face. Am I really going to have to watch Thelias die again? Um, <laughs> I just want to remind you that Frostbite deals non-lethal damage, which undead are immune to. Yeah, I mean, everything in here is going to be undead, so it's really just a hope for a cool magical crit. Okay, fair enough. Like With that. a natural 20. No way. Oh, and then a 17 on the die to confirm for 27 total. That totally confirms. <laughs> oh my god. Freaking shock. This god is what he does it. with fantasy football, dude. He just yeah. wills things into existence. Yeah. You know what, Nick? Take a hero point for fucking calling that shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that is brilliant. Well fucking done. Oh, man. So the slashing crit is called Muscle Wound. Uh, double damage and 1d2 strength damage. Strength damage does nothing. The magic one is called Intense Strike. Double damage and ignore energy resistance, but not immunity. But it Got doesn't it. matter because my cold damage comes with uh, non-lethal. Non-lethal. Uh, right. Yeah. Can you know you what? Give me that hero point back. Can you? Uh, <laughs> can you fatigue an undead? No. no. All right. So I'll just take whatever one gave me double damage. They both they did. Both so. Do. All right. Just do double damage. I do double yeah. damage. <laughs> All right. Uh, which will be a total of. 14 magical slashing damage. And I do this all using my combat expertise. And I won't be flat-footed for next round. Then they'll see what's up. (laughs) Up next is Randolph. Alright. Let's see. I guess Randolph is going to fight. He'll do a little split. He'll move up here and fight Thalai. Oh, nope. We'll do a cross. Um... Randolph's going to fight Father Crow, and okay. Thelias is going to have some Thelias on Thelias hate crimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thelias hates himself. 15 uh, for Randolph. 15's going to miss. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> 15 for Thelias. All right. 15's still going to miss. Fuck. At least we look cool in formation. Yep. Yep, yep. Uh, Yando's turn. Uh, he spends a move action to share his favorite enemy bonus, and uh, he, he initially had his uh, his bow trained on Thalias, who was like the last enemy to reveal himself. But he just kind of like closes his eyes for a moment, grimaces, and then diverts his aim to Father Crow with his eyes open. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, yeah, he. He couldn't, he couldn't bring himself to shoot a Thalias, at least while there's another enemy to hit. Uh, so he's going to Vital Strike, Deadly Aim. Father Crow's going to have some cover, though. Natural one. And that's a natural two to confirm the fumble. I- so let's get a fumble card. All right. The ranged fumble. Okay. This is called a double miss. You use okay. twice as much ammunition on this attack. That could have been much I worse. Mean, yeah. I mean, we're... I'm counting Yando's uh, Yando's arrow uh, expenditure, so that it's still something. Yeah, but yeah, could have definitely been worse. Um, all right, uh, up next is Vipira. Vipira is so she's invisible. I don't know how this works, but she wants to get over on this side to uh, on Father Crow. So Vipira wanted to. She wanted to move east of uh, Father Crow to be flanking with 
um, Uhtred. Okay. So uh, she's got to roll acrobatics to move through an enemy's space. The DC is uh, the target CMD, but we're going to make uh, Father Crow flat-footed, which will reduce his uh, CMD. And uh, well, give yourself a plus two bonus as well. All right. Uh, a 21. Uh, yeah, so Vipira successfully acrobatics passed Father Crow Zombie. All right. Vipira is going to claw, claw, or just claw. But in the moment, she's going to say, I never really liked you anyway. And that just Ooh. come down does a uh, 19 hit. 19 does not hit. Oh, no. God. Uh, with a, oh, with him flat-footed. Yeah, flat-footed minus two because she was invisible. Yes, that does hit then. <laughs> I always forget about that invisibility. Like, <laughs> uh, That is 28 damage. Ooh. And that is going to be a minus two to, I'm going to say damage uh, to attack. Sorry. Okay. You take a pretty big chunk out of Father Crow. Uh, he turns around, he speaks to you, and he says, I've never met you before, but I forgive you. Oh, interesting. Oh, Rogyar. it is his original body. Oh, my God. Rogyar. Uh, Rogyar is going to five foot float back, and he's he's going to take the move action to gather power, and while he's doing that, like his head is just like, wiggling back and forth like just shaking back and forth looking at from Thalias to Father Crow to Thalias to Father Crow like he doesn't quite know what to make of this but but in the end he turns to Father Crow and screams like why did you abandon us as he fires a uh, an air blast at him and that's an 18 to hit 18 is not going to hit up next we're back to Elias and Father Crow. They're going to push their advantage and keep uh, hammering away at Uhtred. They still got him in the pincer, even though he's not even though he's not flat-footed anymore. They can try. I still got a mirror up. I'm not flat-footed yeah. this time. First up is Father Crow. That's going to be a 25 to hit. Miss. But it is within five. All right. Then uh, your final mirror is destroyed, and now it's Thalias' turn, and he just glares at you, Uhtred, and you hear him mumble to himself, evil. At me? Yeah. Takes one that's to no one. That's <laughs> a 30 to hit. That one hits. Uh, another eight damage. Uhtred, your turn. I think hearing Father Crow pipe up, Uhtred's gonna kind of spin around and like like almost like a backfist and just swing his scimitar through. He's gonna take a, a swing at Father Crow. Don't want him to think that uh, Uhtred's forgot about him or anything. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, well, that's a 19 on the dice for 27 with a natural 20 to confirm it. That's two crits in a row, you motherfucker. It's amazing. It's beautiful. <laughs> and you still have uh, yeah. Frostbite going, right? Yeah. All right. So the slashing one here is called Throat Slash. Normal damage and 2d6 bleed. 
and the target cannot talk or breathe while bleeding. And the magic one is called Life Leech, normal damage and one negative level, which I'm oh, dead immune to. So is this one of those incidents where I could just take the like double damage with no effect? Do we want to introduce our um, alternative rule for this? Yep. Okay, yeah. so we have, as everybody who is listening knows, uh, a, crit, a crit card deck that Matt uh, draws from every time somebody confirms critical hit. Uh, sometimes those critical effects are just definitively worse than if there was no crit card. Uh, for instance, right now, it's both both options are just normal damage because they have pretty significant debilitating abilities as secondary abilities. But in this case, the target is immune to those secondary abilities. Uh, so really all you have is just a normal hit instead of, you know... The crit that you rolled. From, yeah, so, I mean, that's no fun. So I've created a small list of alternative critical effects that we can pull from uh, in such... Uh, in such a uh, an event, and we never really decided for sure, but I think the best way to do this is to select them randomly. I like random, but all right. So here, here's I, I have five uh, alternate uh, effects uh, that I think should be rolled randomly, but they are uh, double damage, and you gain a plus two bonus on your next D twenty roll made within one minute. Or normal damage, you gain a number of temporary hit points equal to your level. These temporary hit points last for one minute. Or double damage, and you may immediately move five feet. This movement provokes. Or normal damage, and you gain DR equal to one half your level for one minute. Or double damage, and you may ask one question about the target as if from a successful knowledge check. First of all, I remember now hearing him again when I read him. I really liked all of these. And felt yeah. they were all balanced very well. Thank you. Um, so I'm cool with doing it as a randomizer. All right. So here we go. I'm just going to roll a d6, ignore a six, three. So that's double damage, and you may move five feet, uh, but the movement provokes. So, But you don't have to if you don't yeah. want to. Nah, that's cool. I'll just take the double damage. All right. That damage is 16 magical slashing damage. On Father Crow's throat. <laughs> right. And that is enough to uh, cut off Father Crow's head, and the body slumps down, destroyed. Cut the head off the snake, and it dies. Indeed, that is what happened. Randolph. All right. I mean, I was going to do that, but uh, just as well. <laughs> I'll uh, scooch over with a five-foot stepper and help Thelias beat up Thelias, who is me. And Scythe Dedicated Slam. Ah. Oh, baby. All right. 24 for Randolph Scythe. Okay. 10 damage. Um, I got to ask you, are you using piercing damage or slashing damage? Say slashing. Um, slashing. Okay. And the slam is going to be a 24 to hit. 24 hits. For 13 bludgeoning. Okay. And then slam to critical, 33. With a 21 to confirm. Damn, yeah, that confirms. Bludgeoning, I get a crit card, yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> this is that Thelias on Thelias action I've been looking forward to. <laughs> when you hate crime, uh, if anyone's going to die, hard. it's going to be me. 
This one's called Shattered Hand, normal damage, and 1d2 con and strength damage, which it's fucking immune to. Yep. And the hand is useless until healed. All right, so sounds like we're rolling another. Roll them again, B. I, yeah. I, I know it makes sense to, to randomize, but I'm just saying, man, it's nice when you take somebody's hand. You should yeah. try. And like, don't just dismiss the, it. Like, like the flavor of these crits is so good. The effects are just like the undead are immune to so many of yeah. these crit effects. Yep. <laughs> All right, I got a three again, so that's double damage, and you may immediately move five feet. But regardless, so like, how much how much damage are we talking here? Eighteen. 18? Yeah, so regardless, and I think this is very fitting, Thalias destroys the Thalias zombie. Yes. Oh my god. There can only be one Thalias, unless he's dead and I have an ectoplasmic form of him, in which case there can be only one Thalias, because I'm going to kill the zombie Thalias. Perfect. Got him. (laughs) Alright, and uh, yeah, combat is over. What do you guys do? I'm going to look at Thalias and say, did you just kill yourself? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I'm going to look over at the rest of the team. What was... What, who's Father Crow? I like to imagine that the Thalias Phantom probably gives Zombie Thalias an extra shovel slam for good measure. Yeah. Um, Hello? Yeah, so moving along. <laughs> no one's going to explain it to Randolph. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> it's actually perfect. So... Guy thinks he's going insane, and then everyone's just like, it's normal to see zombie Thalias and uh, a guy he doesn't know about, but everyone else knows. It's like a conspiracy against him. I I would hope that there would be some sort of, like, post-reaction to this, instead of just going, moving on. Just not to (laughs) Randolph. Yeah, I was definitely just kidding about the moving on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Vipira would absolutely turn to the group and be like, so... As I was, you know, making my movements, it it didn't seem to recognize me, which tells me that this thing may have been the body of the previous Father Crow, in which I have the suspicion that we may run across us at some point. Well, we may run across the desecrated corpses of what we used to be. But that's not us anymore. Just like that's not Father Crow. I so see that, that wasn't Father Crow. I mean, it was it was <laughs> Father Crow's body, but that was not the Father Crow that we knew. That was just some demonic thing making his body move. Um, I see. Can I examine one of their bodies? And I'm specifically trying to see, now that they're dead, do they appear to be normal corpses? That were affected by a magical spell, maybe? Or do they look like, you know, not a normal corpse now? It looks like a slain... They look like slain juju zombies. But, like, I think what Nick's trying to get at is, like, it still looks like Father Crow and Thalias. Like, they weren't, like, illusioned into looking like something we yeah. would recognize. Um, not that you can tell, no. They. It looks like... It looks like Father Crow died and was turned into a juju zombie and it looks like the same thing happened to Thalias. Well, the only true way to know if this is our Thalias or not is to dig up Thalias's our Thalias's body to see if it's what? still there. <laughs> I think you're right, Viper. We'll have to check back once we get through here. 
This brings up another thing as well. Uhtred, you're missing your scimitar, correct? I look down. What? No. It's right in my, my hand. Your other scimitar. My other scimitar? Vala? Yeah, well, I've been missing it the whole time. I get the sense that it's somewhere in this building with the other you. If there is going to be another me, I've kind of always, I don't know, I, I thought like maybe our bodies were somehow protected by these ovals, and I don't know. Well, we'll find out. I can't wait to fight me, though. I can't wait to fight you either. <laughs> Certainly, a lot of people can't wait to fight me. It's just going to be a fucking dog pile on Vipira's corpse. <laughs> well, what do you do now? You've got a lot of doors to open right now. Uh, well, I guess pick one and let's hope we don't find ourselves. Let's go left. Meanwhile, I'm uh, talking up to Elias. You hear what they said? They're going to dig you up, dude. They're going to defile your grave. You hear that? Well, Some guys running fi- around as you. You got to kill them, and then they're going to dig you up. I mean, Viper said dig him up. That's not what Uchu was agreeing to. Uchu just wants to see if, like... I'm just I'm just antagonizing Thalias. <laughs> <laughs> who is I? Who I understand is me, but, yeah. Thalias is stamping his foot in protest. <laughs> <laughs> So it looks like you guys are moving uh, west and opening your first door on the right uh, to the north. Okay. You open the door and two round tables, each with four simple wooden chairs, fill this small room. Deep gouges mar the surface of the western table, which is otherwise clean. The other table is slightly dusty, as if someone made only a half-hearted effort to clean it. Heavy tapestries are firmly affixed to the walls, each depicting proud knights smiting foul-looking creatures. Doors exit to the north and to the south. You are in the south and the southern door. Uh, yeah, so Rogier wants to do a quick perception, a quick give the room a quick once-over. Sure. Uh, 15. I make a perception check. Okay. I am not going to make a detect magic, though. The way you're rolling oh, yeah. those attacks, you want to hold on to those yep. charges? Yep. <laughs> okay. Only got a 10 on my perception. You guys don't really spot anything out of the ordinary. The only thing that jumps out at you as weird is the large grooves on the top of the uh, the western table. Would those grooves match roughly the size of like the Red Reaver's claws? Uh, no. They look like they were made by something smaller than the Red Reaver, but... St- still, like, you know, like, not not a large creature, but maybe, like, a medium or small creature. Okay. Just from looking at the map, it looks like a giant claw mark went through that table. Yeah, I think it's just, like, two trails of claw marks. Okay. Well, I, I don't see anything in here other than that messed up table. So, uh, keep going. Sounds good to me. Just go up through the, the door that's at the north side of L4. Oh, um, I want to use that uh, pearl to re-prepare uh, mirror images. Sure. You go into, you go through the northern door, 
and wooden counters and cupboards ring this rectangular room, stocked with cooking implements, utensils, and dishes. Most of the metal accoutrements sport patches of rust, and dirty wooden bowls are piled haphazardly in one area. An iron pot-bellied stove is adjacent to the northern door, while another door exits to the south, the one that you came from. Sitting in a cage uh, on one of these shelves are... once you enter the room, actually making a hell of a ruckus, are three chickens. You like open the door, and it's just immediately just like rattle, rattle, shake. Dinner. <laughs> this is the first living creature you've seen in how long, Rogar, and you want to eat it? Well, yeah, we haven't had a real meal in, like, weeks. I don't know. It just seems wrong. Also, why are there chickens? in here. Yeah, there must be something alive that they need to feed. I don't know. You, you actually see a sign on the wall next to the shelf that the the chickens are caged on, and uh, you see a, a note scrawled on the sign, and it says dinner tomorrow, colon, pan-seared dawnflower. Pan-seared dawnflower? And uh, most of you would probably know that dawnflower is... Uh, one of the monikers of Saren Ray. Maybe we can use these chicken to our advantage. Set Wait, them... are, yeah. are they calling Saren Ray a chicken? What the the chickens kind of like settle down slightly, like they're still like like clucking nervously, but they they stop like flailing around, and you're able to see that one of the chickens actually has um like a, a strange a strange mark in like a like a bear patch on its back. And it looks, it's like kind of uncanny, uh, uncannily like the holy symbol of Saren Ray. I, uh, I try and touch it. Do you, do you dismiss your frostbite spell first? <laughs> All right, I don't try and touch it. I don't care that much about a chicken. <laughs> Uhtred, you, you, uh, you step closer to, to examine these chickens and you see the, the chicken with the, uh, the holy symbol of Saren Ray on it and... You, you you reach out for a for a moment as if to to touch it, and you remember that you have a a, a lethal spell uh, cocked and ready in your hands. And you, you you pull back, but in the moment that you were reaching towards it, you you felt a strange a strange pull, like a connection with the with the chicken, and it's it, it's it's looking at you with a, with a strange sense of awareness, maybe not intelligence, but. That's no ordinary chicken. I think we could maybe use these chickens to our advantage. Maybe let a couple of them out, and they run down the hallway, clucking away, and maybe we can draw some people out to come see what the commotion is. I mean, we've been making a pretty loud commotion already. We probably could throw one into our room and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't, don't throw that one with the bear patch. It seems just a little different. I understand him. I like, ah, I want to pet him. All right, fine. I, uh, Uhtred will dismiss his little spell so he can, like, bend down and pet the top of that chicken's head. It allows you to do so. The, like, the other two chickens, like, they kind of, like, scurry into the corners of the cage, uh, away from your, your hand. But that one, uh, it... It stands still and it just kind of watches you while you while you pat its head. Yeah. And Uhtred, you have uh, 
bonded with your familiar. Ooh. This is a boss chicken. <laughs> Roll initiative. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, this whole time I've been arguing with Elias about um, this huge gash in the table. And I thought you were still arguing with him about him killing himself. <laughs> Dude, we're arguing about lots of stuff. It's sort of a, just a mess on a day-to-day basis here. Um, but we'll we'll settle that argument, walk in. What the hell is this now? Chickens? Yeah. Uhtred doesn't want to eat them. Well, at least not this well, one. He's so much more that than, one seems nice. than a meal chicken. I just shake my head. Like, the more absurd stuff has happened in the last uh, hour than uh, I'm mentally prepared to deal with. And I'm not not prepared to deal with anything, so I just give up and just keep... I walk right past you guys into the next room here. Oh, we've already been here. I duck my head out say, well, we're already here. So... Just uh, just asking for a friend. Um, Uchi, since you dismissed your uh, frostbite spell, are you going to detect magic? Uh, yes. Sorry. Um, so I'm going to post in the recording chat, hopefully, a picture okay. of the chicken I envision it being. It's called a okay. a Brahma chicken. Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Look at those clompers! They're ridiculous! <laughs> no wonder why you can't hover, right? <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. That's a foghorn leghorn looking like really <laughs> Yeah! Fuck it, yeah, why not? Awesome. That thing's that's, fucking dude, wow, that's, awesome. That is borderline small size. Like, that's like a halfling sized chicken. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is a boss ass chicken. Yeah, it's a bo- I said it was a boss chicken. Yeah. yeah. So, Uchu detects magic. I do. And uh, you see a. Ma- you uh, detect a magical aura coming from underneath one of the cupboards. I go to investigate. Uh, you find a uh, a balled up burlap, or not burlap. You find a balled up uh, sack. It looks like. Okay, I, uh, I grab it and I open it up to investigate inside the sack. And whenever I have it in my hands, I'll roll. Well, a it appears it. it appears that the sack is magical. Oh, okay. Ah, a natural one. Hmm. Vipera uh, Randolph, want to help out? <laughs> Why not? Oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, if it's too much of an inconvenience, <laughs> right? Yeah. Twenty-six. Randolph, you identify this as a bag of holding. Game changer. <laughs> and a bag of holding. Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, specifically, it is a bag of holding type one. It weighs fifteen pounds, but it can hold up to two hundred fifty pounds, or thirty cubic feet. Of, you know, whatever. We just start dumping all of our stuff in there. Like, yep. So, so just dump everything. <laughs> well, so Uhtred said that he looked inside it, and you do see that there's stuff in there. Oh, uh, I reach in. So you, you you pull one out, and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's, no, that's nothing. And then you pull another thing out, and you're like, all right, whatever, big deal. And you just keep doing it over and over, and eventually you realize there's 80 days worth of trail rations wow. inside this what? bag of holding. Wow. See, we don't need to eat the chickens. <laughs> Is it just, that's it? Just that? Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> jam-packed just with MREs. 
Well, uh, I'm guessing we're going to hand that over to one of the mules. But when we do, I'd like to request uh, the freed up backpack now. Cause I'm when when you say when you say mule, you mean uh, Randolph? What? Mm, I mean, Rogar's a mule too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That whole dwarven encumbrance like, thing. I assume one of them's gonna get the bag of holding, right? But then that means we now have a a backpack because I'm like just under being encumbered. Yeah. So, so yeah. you've got eighty days worth of trail rations. Are those just kind of like? Are you, are you keeping those in some capacity? Or are you kind of like leaving them there and then oh, no. filling it up we'll with... We'll keep those. They, they go back in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> they go back in the bag. We've right. seen how this campaign works, sir. Sure, yeah. Well, <laughs> we're more food rich right now than we have been at any point else in this campaign. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, now what? Keep going. Pick another door. Yeah, just uh, go back out into the hallway where we... Yeah, back out into the first hallway... Okay. Go over to this door. Come in. Okay, so you go into uh, this next room. So you've basically got like... It's starting to appear that you've basically got like four hubs of rooms uh, that are lined up in a way that they create the uh, the four hallways that all meet in the middle. So you've got like a northwest hub, a northeast hub, southwest hub, and southeast hub. And you guys are entering the final room of the Southwest Hub. And five long bookshelves, each stuffed with dusty tomes and scrolls, reach up to the ceiling here. The center of the room contains a haphazard pile of books. The air smells slightly of wet fur. Doors exit to the north and south, and you are coming in through the north door. What do you do? I look around. Okay. Make a perception check. 14. I cannot roll well on these perceptions. You got a 20 on his perception? Eh, 17 for the lies. Er, Randolph. 14 <laughs> for uh, Vipira. So you guys are just kind of looking around. Are you guys all sticking together? Or are you kind of spreading out in this library? I just want to know like where everybody's looking. Yeah, Rogar will be like mostly floating above and just yeah, looking around, flying around. Okay. Up here is uh, going to probably stick around uh, closer to Uhtred. All right. So, Vipira uh, and Uhtred, you would uh, you would see that um, rounding the corner of the uh, the westernmost bookshelf to the uh, like the northern and the the northwestern corner of that bookshelf, uh, you see a little house cat and just kind of like is like sauntering along and it like like does like that big like kitty cat rub against the uh the end of the bookshelf and uh it it Vipira looks right at you and it just kind of can I go can I make like a roll to go here kitty I think that's a handle animal check yeah that would yeah although I think going is like a plus 20 oh yeah yeah that's absolutely true do you have any tuna fish in your pocket no, I just found 88 trail rations. I'm certain some of them have uh, tuna fish in them. <laughs> They'd be the worst trail rations ever. <laughs> trail Am rations I actually- must refrigerate. <laughs> <laughs> Am I actually rolling a handle animal? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. I got a five. All right. Well, you know what? I'll give you an extra five for the pss, pss, pss. Oh, okay. 
and yeah the cat just kind of like it does that little like like double time walk or just like doo -doo -doo -doo, and it kind of like just pads its way right up to you i give it the butt scratches of a lifetime and tom like my claws. you bound with your familiar <laughs> <laughs> so you uh you start uh scratching his haunches yeah i get that real good kind of real good like skin deep just <laughs> like i actually put effort into it just yeah. <sighs> with, with vipers claws you gonna look down it's just gonna be torn in half <laughs> <laughs> i loved it too hard the cat bites you no. Uh, oh. What's the opposite of fuck, fuck, fuck you? A kick in the ribs. <laughs> so the cat, the cat bites you in the hand, and it like runs off. Give me fortitude save. Oh no! Really? What an asshole! Really, really. All cats. I tried to love one, <laughs> and this is what I get. Yep. Ah, uh, fortitude save. Here we go. No. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I'm gonna. No uh, I'm absolutely. I'm gonna, gonna die to a cat bite. Take a. Uh, I'm gonna use a hero point and. Uh, oh my god! I'm fucking doing this for a fucking Don't cat. A hero it's not worth it. Reroll a fort save against a cat. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's not better, but at least not natural one thirteen. Tom, that was the best hero point that's ever been spent. Yeah, I <laughs> Take agree. Take a hero point. <laughs> <laughs> well, you. You feel okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah. better run, you little bitch. What's everybody else doing? Definitely not petting any cats. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'm just kind of laughing in Vipira. <laughs> Me and uh, Thelias are going up and down the uh, the room here looking at the shelves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, from the other side of the room, you guys hear, Ow! Little shit! <laughs> I don't investigate that. You, uh... Those of you with line of sight would see uh, Yando recoiling with his with his hand back as if he just got bit by another house cat. Fuck, Is that cats. the same one, or are there more of those in here? God. I don't know how many of those little <laughs> fucks are in here. So let me let's go back to those perception checks. Utrid got a twenty. So there's a lot of pretty cool looking books in this library. One definitely jumps out at you though. Uh, and you see a tome bound in a cover of platinum and gold. Oh. Ooh. Detect you, magic? Uh, yeah, there you go. It is detecting his magic. Okay, okay. Uh, spellcraft. 23. 23 is not enough to identify this magical book. Actually, hold on. I am going to open the book carefully and... I'll have cast uh, read magic. Fuck, you did it carefully? Yep. <laughs> Damn it. You cast read magic, uh, but you're not seeing any, like, magical writing, like, as if it was a scroll or a spell book. But, like, you, you open it up and you, like, you, like, read a little bit of it, and it looks like, um, it almost looks like a self-help book about, uh, how to better, like, act on your own natural instincts and, uh, tips for scouting and just kind of being more perceptive. No, I could I could use stand to get better at perceiving. But yeah, the like the like the magical function of this book escapes you. Okay. I'll put it in my backpack. Okay. And yeah, there's nothing else in here. 
other than some psychotic cats, we should move on. Well, there is a like a big old pile of discarded books in the center of the room. Certain that's where the cat king lies. <laughs> the cat king. Is anybody gonna like look at the books or you just kinda move on? Given what's going on, probably not gonna rifle through the books. But definitely maybe want to come back after we finish killing everything that's in this temple. Yeah, we can we can look through the books after we know we've we're you know, we've cleansed this place. Can I throw a book at the pile of books? No. <laughs> I'm gonna. Okay. Yeah, you throw a book at the pile of books and nothing happens. Alright. Nothing ominous here. Let's move out. So well, that settles it. Bye. <laughs> Viperia, you uh, you turn around to leave, and you see another Viperia. Oh, <laughs> uh, this second Viperia doesn't appear to be a zombie, though. It looks like a perfect copy of how you look right now. Excuse me. And uh, stepping out from the uh, the southern end of the eastern books, uh, Randolph, you would see uh, Yando. We also see Yando on the north end of the room. Uh. And um, everybody would hear Vipira saying, It's a copy! Get it! Somebody kill it! They were copycats. <laughs> You're such... <laughs> oh, man. I fucking hate you. <laughs> that... No. <It's> terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Boo. Awful. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a oh, proud man. of yourself for your work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's too funny. Uh, Uhtred looks back, and he just sees two Viperas looking at each other, doing the Spider-Man pointing at each other. When they Spider-Man point at each other, does one of them have bite marks on their hand and the other one not? They both have bite marks. Do they both have the ring of invisibility? Because I'm going invisible. Ooh. Well, why don't we figure that out? After rolling initiative. Wow, oh, alright. I mean, if you want to play with the rules. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, alright, Uhtred, give me your initiative. 28. Damn. Randolph. Uh, just a 15 then. Fair. Vipira. A, a 10. Rogyar. 17. Okay, up first is Uhtred. Alright, I want to take a free action to say, Vipira, what is the name of the Lord of Nine Eves? And uh, one of the Vipiras says, I says, Kiso Kish. The other Vipira says, Lord Nine Eves. Okay. So I want to swing my scimitar after using an arcana point to give it the keen property at the one that said, Not Kisha Kish. Well, you you remember Vipira's got horrible memory and Tourette's, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't really narrow it down, in my opinion. I'll take my chances. Really smart. Okay, fine. <laughs> Lord 90s. <laughs> Lord 90s. Uh, it's a 12. 12's not going to hit. Didn't think so. I use combat expertise, too. Okay. So, the Vipira you swing at... You just kind of you swing your scimitar out. Uh, it's flat-footed, but it just kind of like catches the your hilt on on its elbow, and then it kind of grins at you. 
And does a 15 beat your CMD? No. All right. So the imposter Vipera kind of grins at you, and uh, you you feel this uh, invisible force kind of like grab you, and like it's as if somebody's attempting to grapple you, but you uh, you fight that off. So it's one of the Ando's turns, but they're just kind of going. What's going on? There's there's a copy. No, I'm the he, he's the copy. No, no, he's the copy. And it's unclear who uh, who's the right Yando. They're not gonna, Rogiar, it's your turn. They're not going to shoot at each other. They don't really have line of sight to each other right now. I mean, it's a, what, a five foot step. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to tell you. They're not shooting at each other. <laughs> Rogiar. Uh, well, I guess Rogiar is going to follow Utrid's lead and take a shot at the the creepy Cheshire Vipira. He's still not quite sure what's going on, so he's not going to gather power, and he's going to shoot a cold blast. Okay. It is a 24 versus her touch AC. 24 is going to hit the touch. And that's 28 cold damage. Great. Uh, Randolph. All right. <clears throat> so Randolph looks and sees a Yando, looks back and sees a second Yando, looks back at the other end Yando, and says... Uh, all right, Elias, you fight this one, I'll fight that one. That way we're sure to get one of them. And then Elias shakes his head. I say, what? Okay, I'll take this one, you take that one. He's still shaking his head. Right, we'll both attack this one. Shakes his head some more. I don't know what to tell you. And so I'm going to hold my turn until I can figure out which Yendo is which, and then I'm going to attack that one. Okay, uh, it's the other Yando's turn, and he sees Utrid and uh, Rogiar piling on that one Vipira, so that would be the, the northern Yando sees this, and he just shouts, Vipira, duck! And he fires an arrow at, uh, at the one that Utrid and Rogiar have been attacking. But I can't see which one he's shooting at, can I? The problem is you only see one Vipira, and you don't see Royer or... Maybe you see Royer floating above, but you don't see Uhtred through the bookshelves, and you probably don't right. see the copycat Vipira. But if you hear uh, if you hear Yando saying Vipira duck, and I'm the only person in his way, then I think you could probably make a knowledge. Like, <laughs> you have some level of intelligence that... Let's see, well, let's see where the, this arrow goes. Maybe he told you to but duck and then he shoots you in the face. Oh, man. <laughs> I was going to say, but couldn't he be instructing the other fake Vipira to duck True. so that he shoots our Vipira? Right. Well, why would that Vipira need to duck if his target is in the foreground? I don't know. Um, My brain's not big enough. So he shouts Vipira duck, um, but mechanically... Uh, Vipira can't really react yet, but he's still, uh, he, he fires an arrow. It goes right past the eastern Vipira's ear, and it strikes the western Vipira. Uh, it is now Vipira's turn, unless Randolph wants to go. All right, was I right? <sighs> I don't, th- I still don't think I have enough info. I look at the lie, see if he has any input, and he, uh, shrugs i guess you can ask a question i don't think these things have the uh the same memories well i dude i, I barely know anything about yendo oh 
Yendo. Ask him to guess a number you're thinking between one and ten. <laughs> Yendo. What's the name of your fan club? I ask the one who's next to me. Well, you, you hear both Yandos say, uh, the Yando fan club? The real Yando's like, yeah, <laughs> what that guy said. Yando doesn't even know. <laughs> God damn it. I thought I was so smart for a second Because I'm just remembering, like, when, like... Yando and Uhtred were like sharing a watch. Uhtred was like, yeah, you should have a fan club. He's like, yeah, I'll call it something cool like Yando's yeah. fan club. Yeah. <laughs> and if the imposters great. ask, what's Yando, what is the name of your fan club? <laughs> Their <laughs> name. I don't know. The Yando's Yando fan, fan club. club. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. That made perfect sense in my head, at least. <laughs> So I, I still haven't cracked the case, but I'm closing in, maybe. You know what? I like the idea of two Yandos, so uh, we keeping them. <laughs> just, just keep the second one. Yeah. <laughs> but there can't be not two Vipiras. <laughs> All right. Um, Vipira, uh, unless if uh, Randolph nope. actually got to do nope. something. No, nope, right. I wish. All right. Vipira's going to take a five-foot step. Uh, you can't do that uh, footstep okay um well can i do that as a movement sure you got acrobatics and that's a 22 acrobatics 22 fails whoa whoa it is a cat which, which means you uh you fail to move and that provokes and uh you would all see this presumably copycat vipera because we still don't know for sure uh in response to uh the eastern Vipera trying to shove her way past it. Um, it, shoves, it shoves Vipera back where she started and lashes out with a clawed hand. That's a 27 to hit. That hits. Fuck. Ow. You take six points of damage. Uh, that was your move action. Um, standard? Vipera's gonna go invisible. Okay. Well, that feels kind of confirmy to me. <laughs> Alright. It is is one of no now is Uhtred's turn. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna take a another swing at the fake Vipera. Uh that's a eighteen uh did Yando give his favorite enemy bonus? And does that apply? He did not give his favorite enemy bonus. Yeah, we never made knowledge checks on this, did we? No. What was the attack roll? Eighteen. Eighteen is gonna miss. Womp womp. Yeah, I'm not going to go anywhere because I feel pretty confident this is the bad Vipera or the more bad Vipera. The more bad Vipera. (laughs) Uh, Legend. All right. uh, Well, that Vipera is going to make a concentration check again. Yeah, I also don't remember my Vipera trying to cast spells a lot. (laughs) Pass. That's another 15 versus your CMD, Uhtred. This is still a mist. Uh, she seems to uh, be getting very frustrated at your success. All right, I'm going to go now if I can. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hit you, Yendo. I don't want you. I want to hit you, but just a little bit, just to check. I'm going to take a five-foot step and uh, sight the Yendo. Yendo says, Yendo says, no, he's, he's the copy. Get him over there. I don't want to do this, but there's no other way. God damn it, Randolph. <laughs> Get your shit together, natural one. But 
Don't you have another yeah. use of your luck? Oh! I do! Oh, I reroll. Nice. You guys finally <laughs> made a Joe-proof character. <laughs> yes, it is Joe-proof. Uh, 15. That wasn't much better. Uh, that does not hit. But it's All not right, a natural look- one, so it's better. Yeah. <laughs> I look over at Elias and tell him to just a little slam. Not too hard, just a little. Well, so... Uh, Real quick, I'm just going to move you and Thalias real, uh, for a second. Uh, so the bookshelf here comes all the way down. So with you standing here, Thalias standing there, Thalias actually doesn't have a uh, line of effect to hit that Yando. Motherfucker. Can he acrobatics somehow? Uh, I mean, yeah, if he moved south and then east and then north... Okay. You could do that. You'd have to roll yeah. acrobatics or make an overrun. He's good attempt. for it. Nah, he's good for it. All right. 18. 18 is not going to acrobatics. Shit. So that's going to fail to move past Yando, and it's also going to provoke an attack of opportunity as he yeah, yeah, as he yeah. shoves Elias back and then uh, oh, lashes you out. Elias back? Yeah, oh, he lashes he out? Lashes out with a claw, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, I don't want to do this. I'm the real Yando. Slash. Yeah, bullshit. Yando would never fight us, and I would never... F- oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's going to be a 20 versus Thalias' AC. Nope. All right. Well, that was, uh, that was a move action for Thalias. He can try again as a standard action. He is going to try again, because now I'm sure this is not Yando. Okay. So we're going to try again. Do it up, Flyers. Ooh, 17. Maybe I wore him down, though. Maybe 17 will hit. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 17 will work. Oh, okay. And uh, it's going to hmm. provoke again. Oh, really? He's got that special thing. Yeah, maybe. Mm, you know fun. Yando. Uh, that's going to be a 22 to hit. Nope. Oh, damn. And the fact that he attacked me twice. Ooh, he's really on my list now. I like that you're more uh, skeptical of him attacking than him having claws all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Yano's always had claws. Well documented. Yeah, you know, claws are very good with a bow and arrow. Yeah, I mean, they can work in tandem. All right, so now it's that Yando's turn, and he's going to hes going to say, I really, I really didn't want to do this, but you're making me. And his uh, he's going to concentrate. Yando, I was just testing you to make sure that you were not the real Yendo. And now I know you're not the real Yendo, because Yendo would never hurt us. Especially when he didn't have to, like I had to to begin with. Or <laughs> it's did your I have fault. To? You made me do it. Yeah. No, I didn't make you do it. <laughs> Does the 21 beat your CMD, Randolph? Uh, I think so. Oh, it doesn't! 22, I'm the greatest. Oh, nice. You feel a sensation like someone's trying to like grab you and restrain you, but you fight through it. Oh, okay. I got all the proof I need now. It's on. And it's now Rogyar's turn. All right. Uh, Rogyar is going to, once again, he's going to take a shot at the fake Vipera. But this time he will gather power to empower the Cold Blast. Okay. That's a 28 versus uh, touch. That's going to hit. And that's going to be 27 cold damage with the empowered. Wow. Which is less than I did last time without the Empower. I'd like anybody who's got it to give me a Knowledge Nature check. 18. 17. Moving on. All right. Uh, It's Yando's turn. He's going to... uh, He's going to full attack on on, uh, the the 
you know, the bad Vipera is gonna. Now that's what a that's what a real Yendo would do. <laughs> He's gonna deadly aim. That's uh, gonna miss. That, however, is gonna hit. Okay, Vipera. Vipera is going to pop back into existence, and she is going to bring the wrath of real claws. <laughs> okay. All right, so the first attack is 23 to hit. 23 will hit. It's flat-footed AC minus 2. It is going to be 18 damage. And then I'm going to do a minus 2 to its AC. And uh, let's go with a minus 1 to dexterity. Let's go with a dead Vipira. Oh, okay. I sure hope I got that right. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And after a few moments of lying dead on the floor, uh, Vipira's uh, form shifts, and you see uh, an oversized house cat with two tails and a malevolent, if dead, gleam in its eyes and Rogyar with your 18 knowledge nature check wasn't high enough to figure out what this was just based on like circumstantial evidence but seeing it now is high enough to identify this creature as a Nekomata according to legend when a house cat lives beyond its normally allotted years it changes cat's tail splits and the beast becomes a malevolent spirit capable of casting evil spells and taking on a humanoid form. Uh, you can ask one question about a Nekomata. Uh, let me know about its uh, transformation ability. You know about its perfect copy ability. When a Nekomata uses uh, its chain shape ability, uh, it can assume the... You know that, so you know that it can use chain shape to turn into a cat? Uh, which you saw earlier. Uh, but if it decides to turn into a humanoid, it can take the appearance of the last humanoid it damaged with its bite attack. Okay. Which, you know, scans. So that was Vipira. It is now Uhtred's turn. I'm going to move straight down the aisle I was in. And I guess I'll try and shoot an acid splash at him with the extra minus four for doing it in combat. Uh, 18. 18 will hit its touch AC. Nice. Three acid damage. Nice. Everything coming up Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a 23 versus your CMD, Randall. All right. Well, that grapples. Viper, does a 14 beat your CMD? No. Joe, do you know how much Randolph weighs? Like a buck 50, maybe. Okay. So instead of just kind of standing there and then you feel yourself kind of get grappled almost. Uh, instead, the Yando before you uh, kind of like forces both of his arms out, one at you, one at Vipira. And Vipira, you you resist this uh, thrusting force. You resist being pushed back. But Randolph, you get pushed straight back and uh, collide with Uhtred. Okay, that sucks. Uh, yeah, push pretty far, huh? Yeah. I don't get a reflex save. Across the room. I don't get a reflex save. Oh, yeah, I got to make an attack roll. Uh, that's going to be a 20. Against? Your AC. No. I think. Hold on. 
Yeah, uh, regular AC. Nope. Okay. Does that mean I can like knock Randall to the side, like deflect him? You just uh, hit me back to where I was coming from. Or do I just dodge him and he continues further on? Uh, I think instead Randolph just kind of like like hits the ground before he reaches you. And uh, Randolph, you're prone. Yeah. Okay, uh, Rogar, your turn. Okay, Rogar will fly down the 15 feet to uh, to get above Uhtred. And then he will shoot a cold blast at the weird Yando thing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So that's a natural one. Let's uh, let's not confirm that. Yeah, twenty four gets his touch to confirm. Okay, that does not confirm. Whew. Um, but and I, for I just keep fucking forgetting, uh, this. But I need you to make a fly check because I move less, less than, than half. half your speed. That's a twenty eight. <laughs> okay, you're fine. Uh, Yando, it's Yando's turn, and uh, so Yando's gonna. Take a five-foot step to the east, and uh, again he's gonna shout, "Vipera duck!" <laughs> he's gonna full attack on himself. That's gonna hit. It's pretty good though. Okay, up next is Vipera. Vipera is going to move up and claw claw. Twenty-six to hit. Woo for nine damage, and then a seventeen to hit. Seventeen does not hit. No damage. Uhtred. Uh, Uhtred's going to shoot another acid splash at it. Okay. 19. 19 will hit its touch AC. Only one acid damage this time. Hell yeah. Randolph. I'm actually going to have Thalias make a five foot step, and then uh, I'll stand up and move behind him so that uh, I'm backing him up instead of the other way around. Okay. And he'll full attack because he can. All right. Uh-oh. Oh, Thalias, why'd you do that? Um, natural one. 24 to confirm. Okay, 24 does not confirm. Okay. And so the next one was 27. 27 hits. All right, put me down for a tenner. All right, looking good. Let's go for another concentration check. That passes. Oh, Randolph. Hmm. A 13 doesn't beat your CMD. No, it does not. But Thalias, a 12 doesn't beat your CMD. Right. But Vipira. <laughs> wow. What does this say? Keep thir- going until you win? And a 13. I rolled nope. 3, 2, 3. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, awesome. Rogar. Okay. Rogar is going to uh, float forward five feet. And we give you that fly check now. 19, so that's better than the 10. And he will gather power to empower a cold blast. Okay. Uh, so that's a 15 against its touch AC. 15 will hit its touch AC. Alright, so that is 33 cold damage. Oh, that's cold. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, die. Uh, <laughs> no. My god. Oh, uh, did I fail to mention that uh, on each of his turns, uh, Yando seems to be healing a little bit of hit points? Yeah, you did fail to mention that. Oops. Well, it's happening. Yando, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's Bowman Yando's turn. Yando Bowman. Deadly aim. 
Hit. Natural 20. All right. Natural 2. Natural 2, but does it still confirm? It definitely doesn't confirm. Oh. Because it's his iterative attack, and Viper is given the other Yando cover. All right, and with his two arrows, Yando does a cool 20 points of damage to his counterpart and slays it. He's so cool. He should have his own... Oh. <laughs> oh. So, wait. So so is that what this place is going to be now? Are we just going to have to, like, kill ourselves one by one? I don't know, but I got it out of the way here now. and what It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Hey, guys, guys. If we run into me, the secret word is sauce. No. No, it should be cupcake. The secret word is cupcake and not sauce, so don't forget. All right, I'll commit that to memory. Yeah. All right. I guess we move on. Do we know where we're supposed to be going, or are we just wandering now? Well, I'm trying to find the high priestess' office. I I know it's on this upper landing somewhere. Well, uh, if we could take a, a rest, I mean... Uh, while I appreciate the heals that Rogyar gives, there comes a, a point. <laughs> Sorry, something stuck in my throat. It's way deep in there, too. Almost deep down to your heart. Yeah, it's really, really deep. Right about heart level. Oh, you, uh, you still have heals? Well, no, but I thought you were doing a little round of appreciation. <laughs> Well, Randolph does have some charges left on that wand. Well, here's a question. I'm telling you one about the wand. About how long? The wand so- is the ultra secret backup. Oh, sorry. <laughs> how long has it been since we got up and, you know? When- uh, yeah, uh, I mean, we got up, we explored the tomb a little bit, we fought those columns, we fought that slime, we did the tile slime. puzzle, 10 minutes of walking, and then everything we've done in, in the cathedral so far. Yeah, so I mean... In the in the scope of like a full day, it's you're actually not even sure what time it is because you've been underground, and also right. in this windowless temple ever since you woke up. But as, like, if you assumed you woke up at like eight a.m., it might be like eleven p.m. or a.m. a.m. I am starting to get a little low on spells. I'm not like yeah, I've been out for a while. I'm not like oh, you're completely out of heels. Oh yeah, Ugh. I'm not. Yeah, but, oh, okay, okay. You got them dirty heels. They're not pure <laughs> heels. <laughs> dirty heels. Yeah. I mean, they there do comes the a point where the... Uh, I don't need a heel. Will. I'm just thinking, like, I am getting low on some spells here. I don't really have any more offensive spells. I, I, mean, I mean, rest maybe isn't the worst idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not against the idea of resting. I just... It feels like we're just kind of meandering around up here and without really any... Yeah, supposedly some guy knows this place, um, but it hasn't really well, like, come out uh, so well. To the extent of Uhtred's knowledge, he would know that the High Priestess office is on the second level. He's probably never actually been to the office. Yeah, to be fair, this place is way bigger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like, yeah, one big room that we walk into, sure, but then like these are all really big rooms as well. Well, maybe maybe we should uh, head back to the, the the basement. We can 
At least like hide in that that tunnel and, and rest up a bit. That was a good tunnel. Yeah, I'm okay with that idea. Not still not a big fan of resting underground, but at least it's well hidden. At this point, isn't it just what we do? I still wish it wasn't. If it's if we go back to the tunnel just for the choke out point, why don't we just go over to uh over to the room next door? Well, remember well, the it's door. It's not a choke out point. Yeah. It's it's a point where they can't find us. The, like that door's been there for however long this temple has been here and no one's ever found it. Well, fair point. I'm, we don't know if anyone's ever found it. We just know they haven't found it. Yeah, fair. But I agree with you, Gary. That would be a smart place to rest up. Well, we don't know if they hadn't found it, right? Is there like I mean, it it was like it was like basically basically buried in a layer of dust. It oh, okay. Doesn't look like it's been used. So you're heading back down the stairs to go to the hidden tunnel in the basement to rest. Is that what I'm hearing? I think I think so. Sounds good to me. Yeah, sounds like it. So. You guys, you head back downstairs. You pass the fountain that uh, the Polong came out of. You go down the hallway, you go through a couple rooms, and then you enter the cathedral. And when you open the door, you see uh, the still slain body of the red reaver turned gray. And standing over that body, you see uh, two more creatures. Uh, they look like more whites. Like they're like inspecting the body, and they look over and they see you. They say, "So there are intruders. We'll make sure you don't escape, and we'll see you next week." Wow! On the Inspired wow. Incompetence podcast. I can't believe you've done that. Still not see ya. in danger. Let's go. <laughs> what? See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.